Mm. I was actually walking my dog the other day and it was almost like a game of Monopoly. There was kind of three different um, properties really close to each other, like same street, different um, people selling them, but like two on one side, one on the other. And I was like, what what does this mean? Like I was trying to analyse, what does this mean for the street? So one side of my brain said this means someone really bad has moved into the street yes. and everybody wants out. Yep. But then the other side of it was like someone else has sold, they've got a good price, it's worked out that, oh, maybe we can pounce on this. Mm. Can you talk to this because I want to know which side of my brain was right. Going one, going twice, no. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement in the real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and it gives me great pleasure to be joined once again by both team members here at 414, John McGregor and Patrick Berry. How are we, guys? Fantastic. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Yes, well, what we wanted to drop was you've been away for a little while. People of the pod might not know, but um, you have been out of the country, which is pretty rare. Like yeah. It's been a while since one of us has been out of the country, but oh, yeah, you've been out John was the first to be brave enough to travel overseas, but... And to the same country, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it was too, which is even weirder. <laughs> Actually, very, very true. All right, yeah. boys, hit us with your Philippine stories. Uh, well... For people that don't know, uh, we actually have four employees in the Philippines and mm. myself and Abby actually headed over to do some training and some team bonding with them. So it's been a great experience. Yeah. No, look, since you've come back, it's been amazing just kind of interacting with the crew from um, the Philippines who have been kind of just saying like, oh, we had the best time, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Can you run us through kind of the ins and outs of, of the whole event and, and like the, the whole shebang basically? Yeah, sure. So we, um, like I said, we have four employees in the Philippines, two that work in our rental team um, and two that work in our marketing and, you know, photography team aspect side of things. Yep. And I guess what we wanted to do is really just head over and spend some time with them and, you know, do a bit of training and get to know them a little bit better so that they felt a little bit more part of our team here in the, in our office. Yes, for sure. So, Yeah. Abby and I, we took the plunge and headed over to Clark, which is sort of just north of Manila. Yep. Uh, that's where their office is or where we hire space for them to work out of. And, yeah, had four great days just sitting there going through different training opportunities and learning new things about each other and really having fun, I guess, trying to understand the differences between Philippines and Australia. Yeah. And the biggest thing we probably learned is the language. Well, see, I love oh, this. Yeah. I love this idea that you told me when you got back of um, whenever we'd use slang terms when kind of just chatting with them via, you know, Teams or any of the things, we'd say a slang term and they'd be going and rather than checking what it is, they'd be Google searching like... Yeah, to find out what we... What, does what co- the hell just did they What does say? Cobber mean? Or like, like yeah, yeah. you smashed it today, guys. Yeah. What did we break? <laughs> what did you mean? What did you mean? What are they breaking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where we would mean it, you know, great job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then what Abby and I also learned when we were talking about, you know how we communicate in Australia is actually quite a a lazy language. Yeah. I was trying to explain to our team that we will take any opportunity to shorten a word. Hell yeah, it's (laughs) a lazy way. And the other thing with the Australian accent too versus the – because the Philippines – they, you know, learn the the American English, so you'll hear them. You know, they're very accentuated in their. Uh, oh, you sound like Tara, who was on last week. Right. Um, oh, wait for Texas man to come out and join in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then with there the ain't Australian, no price, <laughs> can't fix a price. That, that, that's not, that's <laughs> fix a price. There's no cure for a price. The price cannot price cure. They're like, no, that's not it. <laughs> I, think, I think I was closer. <laughs> anyway, moving well, on. Well, we can't say. It. We might as well keep mugging up. Um, the 
and with then you take it the Australian language and then Tasmanian even more because the um, the Tasmanian accent is like very we don't even pronounce our L's so it's like school there's not school so even uh-huh. then it gets I didn't know this one it, me neither it gets we're all learning yeah. um, so but then um, I I found too when you're chatting with them if you're speaking fast as we often do and then all their words like meld into one you can just see this blank look in their face while they're like oh, oh. <laughs> so I know <laughs> you, you say? I know you mentioned Pat like as you were there that the um, the English that was kind of being discussed in the um, office was kind of a half hybrid of it's easier than translating yeah so, but this um, was just even amongst my the staff members you've experienced it, but they'll speak half English, half Filipino. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and certain words is easier to use English than it is to, to use yeah. Filipino. So There's, they have just a dance blend between the two languages. Yeah, yeah. Which is really and, cool. and I didn't notice it for the first day, but then Renz pointed it out on the de- on the second day when we were on a bus heading off. Hmm. And after that, I couldn't stop hearing it everywhere I went. I was like, oh yeah, they are. There's just all these little English words just popping yeah. in, you weren't even really noticing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you realise that kind of can guess what this conversation's about <laughs> based on the four <laughs> words I can hear. <laughs> So it was an awesome experience. Our team, if they're listening, you guys are amazing. You do a fantastic job for us. And, yeah, it was just a really good opportunity to – to better understand a bit more of their culture and, you know, what they do each day for work and yeah. and I guess also allowing us to give them a bit more guidance as to what we need out of them as well for the jobs here in Australia they do for us. Well, I know when you're chatting about it and you just found that the how quickly you could move to solutions so much faster than it was mm. just even with a Skype call yeah. um, and then, you know, basically seeing it from their perspective too, that what we couldn't see that they were learning. Skype call, what are we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2001, John? No, no, I'm going back to like the telephones with a screen on it now to dial up. <laughs> this is the guy who started real estate when, <laughs> when carrier pigeons were still a thing. <laughs> There's electronic mails on the way. Even they were passing on the message. There ain't a problem real estate, the price cannot kill it. <laughs> He got it in there. He got it there in the end. I purposely stuffed it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, Speaking of um, exciting things and real estate, you've got some really interesting listings going on at the moment. Like we've been out shooting some really unique properties. Like yesterday we had a bit of fun with it. You were down Dodgers Ferry. Do you want to talk through some of your listings at the moment? Just kind of, I don't know, free free advertising for a few of your listings. I think one of the things that's been exciting for me is to actually really start re-engaging with video marketing and being a lot more creative about it again. I mean, many years ago, I mean, we when gosh, remember when we first started doing video marketing, Pat, like you had hired actors to, you know, try and sell this house like a high rise in Hobart, and we were, you know, doing old crazy stuff before. But that sort of went by the wayside as you just sort of, you know, grow tired of ideas, I guess. Um, but one thing we, the, the one that we've got that we started at Dodgers Ferry, and it's really exciting because the owners had spent all this time. It's at Seven and Fifth Avenue. Um, is that we? I said to the owners, look. Guys, if you could make this feel like an Airbnb property is advertised, it'll be amazing. And hats off to them. They absolutely work their butts off. And now with that, when you walk into the home and when we did the video, we, um, you know, I sat perched up on the bench and just because he, he, I said to him, look, what's well, probably the, your favourite position in this house? He said, right here on the bench because what their favourite memories is in this little galley kitchen is that either one of them would be taking their turns to be, you know, washing or preparing the meals while the other one's just sipping coffee. Yeah. And throughout this whole house, there's every little spot's dedicated, perfect for entertaining. Um, and when we were creating this, creating the marketing material, uh, we, we, you know, geared it to show that um, it it's obviously a Dodgers Ferry shack, but it's now a, a home. 
Oh, man, it's almost just jumping in. It's almost like a TARDIS because from the outside you're like, oh, yep, stock standards shack. Like that's a Dodgers Ferry shack that's been here for a while. Someone's built it and lived it as a shack. But as soon as you open that front door, Mm. it's – you know, this styled beautifully, like the hanging doors and the yes. every, like walking robes in a shack and yeah. all these crazy features that you're just like, oh, I did not I anticipate did, that. It was, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. It's like it's got all the things that you want to make the quality of life for your home better, um, but that never happens in a shack. So and then, then, of course, they've coupled it with, um, you know, Obviously, we've priced it well. So the second we went, the second we went live, we already had people ready to inspect anyway. Um, but straight away, there was you know th- three inquiries of people wanting to get in beforehand. And there's a few, there's a couple for sale on the street already. They had two open homes, and they're re-advertising their open homes um, because obviously they're unsuccessful. And we're really excited because it seems because all those people that we know. Have, there was one couple that called us and said, look, we've been waiting for like over a year for something like this to come along mm. because in Dodgers Ferry you've got these different price brackets where five to 600 you've got these shacks sort of converted yep. um, and then it jumps into new homes at sort of 657 plus and then you've got the you know the incredible properties that you know it's selling well in excess of a million dollars. So this one is just with all the work that they invested to make it feel like it's just something you just want to come home and never leave um, has just tra- you know has transformed into an amazing property that it's going to get you know, we're, we look in the end we can tell that's going to get a hell of a lot of activity which is fun mm. i've stayed in a lot of airbnbs around the world john and you said it had walking wardrobes they could double as bedrooms in some of the yeah, airbnbs yeah. i've stayed in so you know <laughs> yeah. depending yeah. how you Roll want to get creative you might have five or six bedrooms you can work with in this place yeah yeah <laughs> when you've thrown um out there that there's a few others in the street it, it we didn't talk about that we talk about this but mm. i was actually walking my dog the other day and it was almost like a game of monopoly there was kind of three different um, properties really close to each other, like same street, yep. different um, people selling them, but like two on one side, one on the other. And I was like, what What does this mean? Like I was trying to analyse, what does this mean for the street? So one side of my brain said this means someone really bad has moved into the street yes. and everybody wants out. Yep. But then the other side of it was like someone else has sold, they've got a good price, it's worked out that, oh, maybe we can – pounce on this Mm. can you talk to this because i want to know which side of my brain was right i love this because paringa we've got two in the street for sale at the moment patrismas have got one and we also sold one in the street recently so there's another agent that sold one of the very bottom so that's five in the one street that have all sold within what three to four month period and another one in glenorchy was victor place like we started it with two properties and then there was you know three other properties that come up Mm. another like four or five within six months of each other all right so did Bad people move in and it made people want to move out or was it the other side? Like what What would what be the reason happened? why there's a max exodus from a street or a max influx of houses for sale? I think um, you always find that if one house has a really good successful outcome, mm. it tends to make other people start to think. Like mm. um, it's the reason why a lot of our agents in the office do the just, li- just sold brochures. You know, I just sold this house for – 50,000 more than what the owner wanted. Yep. Mm. And then, you know, owner gets that in their letterbox and then that just starts the the thinking process. All of a sudden you're on realestate.com. Well, if, my, if they sold that for that, my house has got to be this. Yep, for sure. And, and, and it's and, like, well, now I can get that. That means I can get this. Yeah, so I think nine times out of ten, it's probably the result of someone yeah. successfully having a good result in the street and that triggering other people to realise they could do the same. However, I would assume as well sometimes. At some stages, one side of my brain was right for a little bit of it. Like it was, yeah, if you kind of hear some chainsaws going off or something. And I reckon if you're a purchaser 
buying in that street and you've got that concern, you can probably tell just by looking down the street and seeing how it's presented. Oh, absolutely. Like if you yeah. go down the street and say it's manicured lawn, manicured lawn, manicured lawn, six Nightmare. trucks and a pile of rubbish, <laughs> manicured lawn, manicured lawn, maybe that house is the one that you everyone's trying to get away from. <laughs> this throws me onto another tent because I'm not looking to sell, but down my street there's basically manicured lawn, manicured lawn. And then oh, there's no, you're yeah. non-manicured. No, no, I'm the guy. I'm okay. <laughs> but, That's where you're going. but there is a guy who, look, he has been working on his garden. Um, but look, here's an example of it. You know the Fogo bins that the council gave you? Yep. That's his letterbox. <laughs> oh, he's joking. So he uses that as his letterbox, just as an example. He does walk down the street. He's a really nice guy. The other day, everybody was out mowing the lawns. Like it was spring, nice day. Everyone's mowing along the things. Even we took Jack along the road for a bike ride and he's like oh daddy everybody momo I'm like, yeah they're going for it mate and we looked over and we're like wish that guy would momo yeah. <laughs> but okay consider i'm going to sell in my brain i'm like would it be rude to go up to old mate's house and just say hey copper do you reckon i could mow your lawn <laughs> no I, honestly we've done it we've all we've all we've um you know paid where it's been a, a like a neighbor that's you know a real nightmare is that we've paid them 50 bucks just look, you just disappear for one hour while we do these showings and then, then they go away and they come back and it's no issue. Uh, and the, but yeah, we've, we've done it. You pay the money, no one cares. So long as you can show, so long as there's, there's something in it for them, um, or they don't want to do the work. And, and we, we had one at Rain recently where the, the tenants were lovely, but um, they just, the, the, the lawn was a nightmare. So our owners went over and did it for them. Yep. Like, I love you. that you've just openly admitted to bribing someone to leave so you can manipulate <laughs> someone else to buy a house yeah. in the streets. <laughs> this is the this is why car salesmen sit above us, John. <laughs> we've been asked to present the property at its best. And it's just, if that means that person is not there. <laughs> is this going to come up in the Mercury um, Southern president of the REIT <laughs> admits to bribery? <laughs> it's not even bribery. It's just, it's just asking for a favour. No, I see what you're saying, John. You're yeah. like, at the end of the day, well, well, your guy's a great example. He's a harmless, perfect person, yeah. but maybe he just doesn't have the time to get around to do his lawns. Oh, yeah, look, and it's, it's literally that idea, like, it's not really going to change my house, but if someone was driving along and looked down the street and your examples of, oh, maybe this street isn't as good as I thought it was. Like, tidy it up. Yeah. Tidy it up and, yeah, be the um, best house on the worst street or whatever the worst street on the I, best house. I always hate that everyone thinks that tenants don't have time to maintain properties as well and, like, oh, it's a tenant, they don't look after it. I've recently become a tenant and I think it's a curse. Oh, my really? lawn is up to my knee. <laughs> it's always too wet to go ahead and do it. And I'm like, I feel sorry for these tenants now because I'm one of them and I'm exactly the same. <laughs> it could have something to do that you're in the Philippines the following weekend. You were doing BMX like. Yeah. <laughs> no. But no. I would say it's, it's daylight it's savings. too wet. You can't mow the if, lawn. If, if, if you rent your home, your lawn's like growing 25% <laughs> faster. That's, that's, that's the rule. Yeah. That's the rule. Well, I don't understand it. It's just grows and you can't control it. So it's a tenant. It's impossible, John. All right. That gives me a good segue onto the last thing I want to talk about. So speaking of things growing at a exponential rate, it seems like the interest rate rises are still coming. We're mm. anticipating maybe one more this year, I think, is kind of the vibe. Seems to be the case. It seems that investors maybe have kind of just moved aside in the market and it's opened up to first home buyers. Is that kind of why some of your more unique properties are coming up? Um in that it's kind of targeted at not your investor, but kind of home occupiers? Well, 
maybe the the example with the you know the few old houses that are all the same are coming up and waiting a little bit longer might be a bit more of a telling tell because we there's a property we've got coming up that's um, going to be uh, we've got a contract at six fifty but there's another another buyer at the time because this is an off market opportunity uh, they were looking at interest around about six thirty and six forty and this was his first home. And then all of a sudden, like in between being able to get the stuff organised, had another big hike, and he had to get refinance again. And his position changed that he couldn't offer no more than six hundred. Yep. So what we've seen with these interest rates then is the, those that really don't have huge deposits, you know, available to them, as it's really had a hard, like a real impact on their actual borrowing capacity because just the repayments have risen. Yeah, yeah. Banks won't give them as much money, and especially in our markets with Glenorchy, where you've got the average price say ranging between five and six hundred thousand. That's the pocket of people who have the five and ten percent deposits, where um, they've you know it's really had a huge impact on their capacity to borrow. And what the with that then is that the um, for the investors as well that it might have other otherwise been excited by a you know a general residential home that's still got a bit of potential or the first home buyer at the same. They're looking at those in a very different very different way now because like well okay I've still got to do all the little renovations I need to do to bring it up to a standard um, and it's cost me you know twice as much to hold than it once did so with the ones the reason why we want to we want our clients to go you we need more than ever to present your property at its absolute finest so that people can know that they don't have any more nothing else to invest in that property to enjoy it and where even our clients at um with that video where i was running down the street yesterday it took us what four hours to film this damn thing man i got sunburnt i got home and sarah was like oh the top of your head looks a bit shiny and i <laughs> yeah. said oh well john was putting sunscreen on but yeah i was yeah. silly not to well it's it, even with <laughs> all i can imagine then john was putting sunscreen <laughs> on you <laughs> He <laughs> was putting it on me. I don't know why I'm sunburned. <laughs> well, they, um, but because we we needed them to spend the time painting in the floors and the kitchen because it's a huge home that's getting listed. And at the same token, too, had we gone to market in its state where it was, um, it would have it would have been a real hard, it's, it would have been a really hard time for us to move on the market because of um, everyone a little bit more cautious about what they're going to be paying because yep. the fear of missing out's gone. And they're mindful that, okay, if I pay a premium and I've still got more to invest, well, it's going to affect me in a much mm. larger way than it did, you know, 18 months ago. Well, finishing up, just to try to wrap up on this, um, what I was thinking was your point there about people wanting to buy homes that are done, finished, ready to go. Mm. You know, some people out there in the current, you know, circumstances with the way cost of living is so expensive would probably struggle to do some of that work. Of course. It's probably worth noting as well if you are one of those people that you know you do know that you've got to spend a little bit of money to paint it out or put some new carpet in or whatever it may be. Mm. Um, we can help as well through our campaign agent exactly. service. Yeah, so we can actually help you guys with up to twenty five thousand dollars for renovation work, so that you yep. can get the home ready for yes. sale mm. on an interest free loan from our suppliers at campaign agent. So mm. you know if you're out there and you're thinking, yeah, well that's all good, John, but I don't have the money to spend. Maybe we can help with that as well to help get the house ready. And it's always it's, it, that's enough. Like it always ends up being enough for your average home. Like <coughs> to get that done, you can wrap it up between tw- you know ten and twenty, and you know you reduce your time market. You get the high price. You've got a much larger you know pool of interest, and that goes for any market. Mm. So that's why it's really cool to be actually 
be able to offer that. Yeah. No, I love that. That's actually really cool. The only thing I'm disappointed about the place yesterday was once we left, Aaron told me that this was the f- infamous house that had the stripper pole in it. Oh, yeah. And it yeah, was yeah. removed. And I was just <laughs> like, what are we doing running down the street when this house used to have a stripper pole? Well, like- I just wonder that if, if it was still there, could it would have our, you know, our whole marketing idea just completely changed. Oh, yeah. You know, and so then it would have been running in high heels and that would have been even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hiring actors, we could have got um, Caitlin Delaney at a pole fitness thing. That yeah, yeah. Would, She could have come and put a class on for you, oh, the two of you. It would have been amazing. Yeah. So, look, mate, next time you've got a, a pole before it's removed, just, just let the media team know. Yeah, yeah just, uh, just quick heads up, quick heads up. Awesome. Well, Pat, so good to have you back. Welcome yeah. back into the office. I know you had a great time over there and, yeah, very appreciative from the um, – from the staff over there, Nino, Daryl, Renz, and Queen. Mm. Um, yeah, seemed to have a blast. Um, was their, fun. I know before going there, they were worried about meeting their Aussie bosses, but <laughs> afterwards they were like, oh, no, we're fine. Did they take <laughs> Did they take you for a karaoke session? No, but we oh. had some interesting food and drinks, so okay. I'll fill in on that later, John. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Thanks, John. Good luck with your listings um, yeah. upcoming with their uniqueness and mm. – um, we will all be back next week with uh, more Property Pod. Cool. See you guys. Awesome. Bye. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only, and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel, and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial, or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied, and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.